and welcome to another broadcast of Sunshine USA here on Spotify and Anchor FM and some of the other platforms that we broadcast on here at Sunshine USA. It is so great to have you uh, tuned in. And you know, anytime I get emails or letters from our listeners uh, letting me know uh, that they really enjoy this podcast and they're growing in their knowledge of the Word of God, boy, I tell you, that makes me feel good. (laughs) It really does, because that's really what this podcast is all about. And, of course, we're also all about reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, it's so interesting. This podcast is heard in places where you cannot legally send missionaries. It's not legal. But yet, somehow the podcast gets through And so it's exciting to know that many people are introduced to the gospel through this podcast where there is no missionary available to tell them in person. And so I just think this is a wonderful, wonderful ministry. And, uh, you know, it's not one of these big, fancy ministries. Uh, I do this ministry out of my own apartment. I don't receive a salary for it. I don't have this big, fancy staff serving me. Uh, In fact, I'm the only employee of Sunshine USA, and I do it strictly volunteer. I don't get paid a dime for it. And I do it only for one reason, and that is I love God. And ultimately, because I love you, and I care about you. I want to make a spiritual investment in your life. That's why I do these podcasts. And it's truly the highlight of my day when I can get in front of this microphone and teach you the Bible. I, I enjoy that part of the day more than any other. Now, typically it's morning here at my apartment in Greenville, South Carolina, when I record these podcasts. I, I like to do it in the morning because that's when my voice is the strongest. That's when I feel the best. Usually as the day progresses, I don't feel as good as I do the early part of the day. And so I like to do these programs in the early part of the day. But the beautiful thing is you can listen morning, afternoon, evening, overnight. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You can listen anytime you want. And that's what this ministry is all about. Well, uh, on the last broadcast, you will recall We talked about the rich man and Lazarus. Uh, The rich man, of course, he was rich. He had a lot of money, had a fancy house, lots of property, lots of staff working under him. And then we find that the poor man, Lazarus, uh, he didn't have anything. Uh, The only thing he could uh, look forward to is eating the scraps off the table of this rich man. He was poor. And and the Bible tells us he had sores all over his body. And so this man, Lazarus, must have been a man in bad health in addition to the fact that he was poor. But the rich man and Lazarus had one thing in common. They both died. (laughs) You see, death is inevitable. You and I, one day, we're going to die. (laughs) I guess that's why so many people today like to be in the mortician business. Because they know that one day, 
we're all going to die. The only exception to that, of course, would be those believers who were alive whenever the rapture takes place. But except for that, you and I, one day we're going to die. And that's the way it was with the rich man and Lazarus. And the Bible tells us that the rich man, he lift up his eyes in hell, or Hades, as some versions put it. And then we find Abraham, or I should say Lazarus, was in Abraham's bosom. He was in the paradise. Now, I saw a chart one time in a Bible commentary that illustrated this as beautifully as I can ever explain it. It was a big circle drawn. Inside the big circle, there were two smaller circles, one called Hell or Hades, the other one called Paradise. Now, the big circle was called Abraham's bosom. And then you had, apart from that, you had Hades or Hell on one side, Paradise on the other. Now, you'll recall when Jesus was on the cross, the thief that repented, Jesus said to that thief, he said, This day you will be with me in paradise. You will be with me in paradise. And that would, of course, be inside Abraham's bosom. And that's where Jesus makes the statement, In this biblical account of the rich man and Lazarus, Jesus says, you know, in effect, there's this gulf between hell and Hades and paradise. So that you can't travel from hell to heaven or from heaven to hell. It's not possible. Now, the Bible indicates that when Christ died, he went down to the center of the earth for three days, and there he delivered the captive from the paradise side, and they went with him into heaven in the presence of God. That's why the Bible says, uh, to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, the unbelieving dead, they're still in Hades or hell. And they'll be there until the great white throne judgment. And then at the great white throne judgment, when God shows them that their names have not been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, then they are cast into the lake of fire. And, of course, at that point, they'll be there forever and ever. But now this is a point that I didn't really make on the last broadcast. And I, I felt like it was important enough for me to start off this broadcast talking a little bit about that. And if you have any questions, like I say, you can contact me. Uh, I have two email addresses. That's the best way to contact me. One is warrenlandis at yahoo.com. The other one is warrenlandis at gmail.com. Now, today we're going to 
go into chapter 17, we're going to be talking about 10 lepers that were healed. Now, back in those days, to have leprosy was terrible. As I understand it, it was a very agonizingly painful disease, and it was a horrible-looking disease. People with leprosy had to live in leper colonies apart from everybody else. They couldn't go anywhere. They had to stay put in that leper's colony. It was a very lonely existence. And of course, the doctors of that day, such as they were, uh, they had no cure for leprosy. And so it was considered a lifelong ailment, and of course, eventually you would die of that ailment. It was a horrible existence. And so we read today in the 17th chapter of the Gospel of Luke, we read about 10 lepers that are healed. I want you to look at Luke chapter 17, starting with verse uh, 11. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Now this is significant. Notice he passes through Samaria. Now, the Jews did not like the Samaritans. <laughs> as far as the Jews were concerned, the Samaritans were social outcasts. Now, why was this? This was because the Samaritans were considered half-breeds. They were basically Jewish people who had intermingled with others, and the result was a half-breed called Samaritan. And the Jews hated the Samaritans. The Jews basically would have nothing to do with the Samaritans. If a Jew was traveling, a Jew would choose usually to go way out of their way to avoid going through Samaria. But Jesus did not do this. If Jesus was going somewhere and the shortest route went through Samaria, he was not at all afraid to go through Samaria. Now let's uh, read on further. Let's look at um, um, verse 12. And as he entered a certain village, there he met ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. Now once again, this was because these lepers were not allowed to go near the public. Uh, among other reasons for this is the fact that leprosy was highly contagious. And if you didn't have leprosy, man, I tell you, you didn't want to go anywhere near someone who had leprosy. It's just something you didn't want to do. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Notice it says here, and they lifted up their voices. In other words, they were yelling, they were screaming. Now once again, bearing in mind, they're far way off. 
They weren't allowed to come near anybody. But they wanted to make sure Jesus heard them. Master, have mercy on us. In other words, Master, heal us. <laughs> Verse 14, And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. Notice Jesus makes a statement to them. He says, Go show yourself to the priest. Now, by the way, it has to be pointed out, at this time, the Jewish people were still under the law of Moses, as was Jesus for that matter. As you know, Jesus had not yet been crucified and resurrected. And so, uh, Jesus, he uh, tells them to go and present themselves to the priest. Now, by the way, this was Old Testament practice under the law of Moses. Now, the priest in this case probably already knew these men had leprosy. But if they were healed, as in the case of... Um, Jesus healing these ten lepers, they would have to show themselves to the priest, and the priest, not a medical doctor, but priest, had to declare them healed. And if they were declared healed, then, of course, they could take their place in public once again. And so notice all ten lepers, they begin making that journey to the priest. And apparently this act of obedience resulted in these ten lepers being killed. I mean, uh, healed, not killed, but healed. <laughs> and it was a glorious thing. I mean, can you imagine how wonderful it would be to have a, a terrible disease like leprosy, or it could be any terminal illness for that matter, and then all of a sudden, you were told, you are healed. Think about how excited you would be. Well, it turns out that nine of these lepers that were healed, they apparently go on their merry way. They don't make any effort of any kind to thank Jesus for what he had done. But then, I want you to notice something else. It says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God. Verse 16, And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Now, <laughs> I don't know about the other nine, but this man was a Samaritan. And I guess for that reason, he had double reasons to praise God. The fact that he was healed, and the fact that Jesus was willing to heal him in spite of the fact that he was a Samaritan. Because like I say, 
the Jews didn't have anything to do with the Samaritans. And of course, Jesus was a Jew. But even though this man was a Samaritan, Jesus healed him. And so he takes the time to publicly praise God for his healing. And then I want you to notice what happens next. Verse 17, And Jesus answering said, Were not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that returned to give glory to God and save saved this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has made thee whole. Now, this man really had to have two things going for him in order to be healed. He had to obediently follow the command of Christ to go towards the priest. And as they started out on that journey, they were healed. And then Jesus says, Thy faith has made you whole. You see, obedience in this case was an act of faith. Obedience was an act of faith. You obey God because you have faith in God. Now, I want you to think about the larger picture here. And here we think about how does this apply to you and me? What is this telling you and me about our everyday lives? And that is the fact that we always need to give thanks to the Lord for what the Lord has done. Uh, as I indicated at the first part of this broadcast, I teach the Bible and preach the gospel worldwide out of my apartment. And of course, I want to thank God for the many people that have come to Christ through this ministry and have grown in Christ as a result of this ministry. But even as I look at my apartment, I want to take time out, you see, to thank God for all that my God has given me. Because, you see, my God has given me so much. I'm not a rich man by any means. In fact, if you look at my bank account, you would see that I'm not a rich man at all. But yet, God has given me the nicest apartment that I've ever had to live in. I might also add, it just happens to be the cheapest apartment that I've ever had. And I look inside this apartment, and I've got good furniture, and I've got a TV and internet and things like that. So God has been good to me, and God has blessed me, and I recognize that it is God who has provided me with what I have. And as a result, I want to give him thanks. I give thanks to God for the fact that I was allowed to get up this morning. Do you know how many people died in their sleep last night? Quite a few. But God saw fit for you and I to wake up this morning and see another day. It's been said that every day is a gift to you from God. What you do with that day is 
your gift back to God. We should all have a spirit of gratitude like this one leper that didn't fail to thank God for what God had done for him. And it also lets us know that faith, to be real, has to be acted upon. You know, uh, many of you have had an experience that I've never had. I've never flown on an airplane. I told one person one day, I said, well, you know, the reason I've never flown on an airplane is because the Bible says, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So I've never flown on an airplane. Never. Now, I think maybe I would like to. It's on my bucket list of things that I would like to maybe, maybe, emphasis on maybe, maybe like to do before I die. But I've never flown an airplane, but many of you have. Now, when you get on that airplane... You actually have to have faith that that airplane is going to get you where you want to go. You have to have faith that the pilot knows what to do, when to do it, where to do it, how to do it. You got to have faith in all that. Amen. <laughs> and if you don't have faith in that airplane, you're not going to get on it. <laughs> I mean, that's just a very simple fact. If you're going to board an airplane, you've got to have faith that that airplane is going to carry you where you want to go. And so you have to have faith in God. And faith in God is what grants you the healing that you need. Now... I was taking a Southern Baptist survey the other day. I'm a member of this Southern Baptist group on Facebook. And uh, they had a very interesting question. It says, how many of you believe that God still miraculously heals people today? And, of course, I voted yes. And it was interesting. At the time I took that survey, 100% of the respondents had said the same thing. Now, I know that there are some who teach that healing ended with the apostles, that healing was an apostolic ministry that ended with the apostles. But I think God still does miraculous supernatural healing even today. Sometimes God chooses to heal us right now, right here on this earth. Sometimes God chooses to heal us by taking us home to heaven. Now here's another question that I've been asked before. Do you think God heals in every single situation? My answer to that question would be no. And the reason I give that answer of no is because of the fact that if God healed us every single time, we'd never go to heaven. Most of us are going to go to heaven 
because one of these days we're going to get sick, we're going to have a terminal illness, and we're going to die. And that's how we go to heaven. But, on the other hand, if God healed us every single time, we'd never make to heaven. But as I said at the beginning of this broadcast, death is inevitable. It's something that we all have in common. One day we're all going to die. It's a fact of life. One day we're all going to die. Except, as I say, those Christians are alive at the time of the rapture. We're all going to die. Now, there's another reason that sometimes God doesn't heal us, and that is the fact and that is the fact that um, he wants to do something through us by not healing us. One of the people I always think about in this situation is uh, Joni Erickson Tata. Many of you know as a teenage woman, she uh, had a horrible diving accident that left her paralyzed basically from the neck down. Now you can imagine this was a horrible time for Johnny Erickson Tata. She couldn't understand why God was not healing her, and yet as time went by she realized that perhaps the reason God had not healed her was because God was going to give her a great ministry by not healing her. As you know, John Erickson Tata went on to become the founder of a great ministry. A great ministry known as Johnny and Friends. A ministry where she is offered a lot of comfort to those people who are disabled. And because of her influence, many parts of the United States and other countries even have passed laws that are aimed at making life easier for those who are disabled. For example, a modern building built today here in the United States has to be designed so that it's handicap accessible. If your city has a mass transit system, the mass transit system has to have buses that are handicap accessible. That's the law. And laws like that were passed largely because of the ministry of Johnny Erickson Tata. God was able to do a great work in her by not healing her. Had she never had that diving accident, or had God chosen to heal her, there's a good chance she wouldn't have anywhere near the ministry now that she does now. Another person I think about in situations like this is a preacher by the name of David Ring. David Ring is a young preacher. Of course, I guess he's a little bit older now. But he's a preacher that has cerebral palsy. And obviously, um, 
cerebral palsy is a disease that basically is not curable. And he's never been healed. And perhaps because of that cerebral palsy, God has given David Ring a great ministry. And his story is such an inspirational story because he's ended up being able to do many things in life that he was told he would never be able to do because of his cerebral palsy. They said, uh, well, you know, David, you got to forget about being a preacher. You can't preach the gospel. You've got cerebral palsy. And yet, David Ring preaches the gospel one way or the other every day of his life. They said, David Ring, you're never going to have a ministry on radio and television. Once again, David Ring can point to the fact that Every day, he is presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ through the internet, through radio, through television. His having cerebral palsy has not stopped him. In fact, it's been an intention getter that has allowed many people to stop and listen to him. And as they do, they're presented with the truth of God's word. They told David Ring he would never get married. You're not going to find a woman that wants you. You're damaged merchandise. You've got cerebral palsy. And man, let me tell you, he's got the most beautiful wife you've ever seen. They said, David Ring, you'll never have kids. He's got great kids, and guess what? They don't have cerebral palsy. So he has ended up doing virtually everything in life that they said he would never be able to do. And yet, with God's help and with God's blessing, he's done exactly that. So sometimes God may not heal you because he's got a ministry for you that is going to be enhanced by the disability that you have. Amen. And so that is the application that I draw from these verses of Scripture that I've just shared with you. In Luke chapter 17. And more specifically, we're reading verses 11 through 19 in chapter 17. The ten lepers. And once again, if you have any Bible study questions, contacting me by email is the best way to contact me. It's also the best way to share with me any prayer requests that you have. I've got two email addresses. One is warrenlandis at yahoo.com. It's all one word, all lowercase. And the other one is... Um, 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 I forget the other one. <laughs> I think I've got to ask the Lord to heal me of my bad memory. Um, but anyway, warrenlandis at yahoo.com. Oh, yes, it's warrenlandis at gmail.com. The Lord just temporarily restored my memory there. 
warrenlandis at gmail.com. Also, one word, all lowercase. There you have it. <laughs> See, I mean, I, I have days where my memory ain't as sharp as it used to, and yet God is still using me. Now, I also have a snail mail address. My snail mail address is Warren Landis, 80 Thruston Street. That's T-H-R-U-S-T-O-N, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. That's Warren Landis, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. I want you to know that it's been a great joy for me to be with you today on this uh, particular broadcast. I've enjoyed being with you, and I hope that you'll tune in again next time on Sunshine USA.